Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for uh, Wednesday, Wednesday April the 26th. Thank you, Ryan Green. <laughs> With Been a long actual, week or something, dude? I told you. I'm like, I was going to write a big story, and I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Yo, you need to get your rest for tomorrow. Abs a friggin' Luli, I do, because Ryan Green. NFL Draft Day is upon us tomorrow. Ooh, I will go home tonight, ever. watch uh, the Kevin Costner Draft Day movie. Drunk, right? Like, that's the only way to watch that one? I'm going to do what's best for the team. Ryan Green. Yeah, you're definitely taking one for the team. Uh, you, know, you know that quote? You know that quote from I, the movie? I, you didn't recognize that quote? No, I got like 30 minutes into the movie and I was like... You gotta watch this it. This isn't... You gotta watch well, I'm it. Spo- like, I, it. I spoiled it. Like, I'm a fan. I'm like... I, the the movie it's, was it's, made for non-football fans. It's and so, 32 general managers who all deserve to be fired. Right. I, like, I was watching, I was like, that's not how that happens. That would never happen that way. No. And so that that's what bugged me. But, you know, again, uh, that's not, that's just me. Kevin Costner, he's going to do what's best for the team. It's one of my favorite memes, by the way. Uh, I will <laughs> use it at least twice tomorrow. That's right. my promise. Uh, hey, but no, we are out here at the UC Health Training Center because guess what? What? The Denver Broncos uh, practiced again today. Oh, that's right. I was just out there. Yeah, veteran mini camp today. Not training camp, but veteran mini camp. And what about mini veteran camp? A bunch of guys in like little army uniforms. <laughs> bunch of that'd be funny. Bunch of dwarfs in army <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> oh. oh, that'd be fun. Oh, uh, but no, it is I veteran. Think we're sleep deprived. Yeah, it's veteran mini camp uh, today. Ryan Green. A couple of takeaways. Uh, not as many as yesterday because yesterday, <laughs> as I cough, excuse me. I am, yesterday was the first time we actually got to see the team right. since January, and that was you know that's a big that's a big step. Today, kind of not so big a step. You watch kind of the same things. You see kind of how things play out. I didn't necessarily have any big takeaways from watching them today. Uh, more, more of my takeaways had to do with what they said afterwards, what they talked about. You know, we heard from Chris Harris, we heard from Vaughn Miller, we heard from Emmanuel Sanders today. Um, you know, nothing groundbreaking out here today. I think really the focus clearly is on the NFL draft. Uh, yeah, I will say that in terms of intensity, the defensive side, the coaches, the yeah. whole thing, it just seems really intense on that side. Yeah. Mainly the uh the line and the, the linebackers. That's where, you know, you'll be you'll be watching practice and you'll hear someone just yelling and you'll turn around and say, like, Oh, that's the defensive, you know, coaches and, and uh that's that's the one real takeaway that I've gotten, especially from the past two days. It's like, oh, defense is serious. Um and the offense is more kinda Whatever. Um, I watched the Vance Joseph mic'd up. Oh, yeah, uh, we got to talk about that. Because I think that would add some. I know now what they meant by he's a player's coach. Yeah. Like, when I saw those interactions, like, that is that is what they want. They want the friends. I thought... They want the guy to bring the team together. I That's what I took away from that. I thought... Do they want the friend, though? That, well, let's, so, uh, let's save that for a second. Okay. Let's just talk about that video specifically, and then we'll, we'll give our take. Um... That video, by the way, posted at DenverBroncos.com. Uh, you should check it out if you're a Broncos fan who has questions about Vance Joseph because it really does give you some insight into who that guy is as a coach on the field, and I thought it would. Mm-hmm. I thought he really would look like a natural out on the field talking to players, and he does. It's yeah. He's 
like he's relaxed, he's confident, he's right. the way he talks to guys, you know. We it, we've talked about how press conferences aren't his strength. Yeah. But when you see him out on the field, I'm like, okay, that's the Vance Joseph they wanted. And I think he's like his presser that he did yesterday I thought was better than any mm. other ones. Like he's getting He's warming up. He's getting like he yelled at Patrick Smythe before the press conference about shades, calling him strict <laughs> and <laughs> it was uh you know, he, he, it's definitely going to be interesting to see VJ's evolution mm-hmm. into an NFL head coach because it's something that this organization hasn't had for a long time, a first-time head coach. And the last time they had it, it didn't go particularly well. So it's going to be interesting to see how the players respond and how these guys respond. The only player, by the way, who was here the last time that first-time head coach was here Mayor's Thomas is 88. Uh, and Gosh, I feel so old. I would love, I thought we were going get, to get the chance to talk to DT today. We, we didn't. I want to talk to him eventually, though, because I'd love to hear what his, his thoughts are on comparing Josh to Vance. Like, the team won't like that very much, but that's that's kind of, yeah. I mean, if you, I wouldn't compare the coaches, no, but I want to know what he thinks about their approaches because Josh mm-hmm. was notoriously difficult, right? Mm-hmm. I think VJ is the opposite so far, and, right. and you saw in the in the mic'd up video, Vance Joseph walking up to Demarius Thomas and saying, "Hey, you know, stand in next to great, next to greatness." And that's like, what I meant so by the, cool. the friend part. Yeah, uh, and and I, I'm not saying that he's not going to be hard on them. I think OTAs are not the the place unless they're having a terrible practice to really lay into players. Yeah, uh, I think we'll see more of the shouty Vance Joseph. I can hear that he's got a that he's got a yell. Yeah. And I think we're going to hear it more in, in uh, training camp. Um, but I think it's that guy that, that will, will you know, and, and even with the Keeb in the video, you know, it's like, I love you, I'm glad you're here, we want you here, all that type of stuff. I think I think that fits. And even when he was talking to C.J. Anderson in the video, he was like, that's C.J. was like, this is a team, that's the type of team we are. You came to yeah. a good, you came to the good situation. And so I think he's going to build the reputation that, hey, I got your back. Yeah. You know, I realize what kind of talent I have on this team. Just follow me, and we'll, we'll we'll get there together. And so, but like I said, I I am interested to see when the team is kind of maybe lacking energy, you know, uh, when they're when they're in the grind of training camp, how Vance responds. Yeah, is he able to keep his energy mm-hmm. going? That'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see. But you 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 mentioned the thing, friend, right? A friend in that video, and he does come off. He comes off mm-hmm. friendly, very friendly. The question that that then automatically arises for me is, do you really want your head coach to be a friend? The thing that Gary Kubiak had that I think players um, responded to was that he wasn't necessarily their friend. He was their coach. He was a father figure more than he was a friend. And they all responded to it. Like, you asked him, do a tee. I was in the locker room after Gary Kubiak in the final game of the season, told that team he was retiring. And you ask him to a T about what Gary Kubiak has meant to them, and some of them teared up. I mean, not mm-hmm. it was very emotional in that room because they respected him. Mm-hmm. That's what I think a coach has to have. It's not, they don't have to like you. They have to respect you. And if they respect you, you're going to be able to, to, to have success getting through to a group of players. Right. I, yeah, exactly. You'll connect to them more. They'll listen to you. 
you know. You yeah. can't be the coach that just shouts at them to do something right. You got to really do know. your job and quit making yeah. Blank up. And, yeah. and hey, I, I'm I'm not saying that it's different from player to player. I think you know I think Demarius is a quiet guy, so maybe it is you know kind of take him off to the side, you know, talk to him, and then then get back into it. And some guys maybe hey, get your head out of your butt and start doing stuff. Um, and I think I think that's what OTAs helps uh, Vance Joseph with. I think he gets a feel for the guys out on the field and, you know, come training camp, he knows how to get guys going. Um, so again, it's, it's, you don't take a lot, but I can see why players and coaches do find these practices important. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just, I can't help but think Ryan Green. Hey, a lot of people can't. Help I know. Sorry. Green. I was looking at, <laughs> I, I, I had to check something. I, you know what? Let, let's go ahead and move on. We'll, we'll see how Vance Joseph responds. Right, still day two. Yeah, I mean, reality out here, folks, is that it's it it kind of has a, tr- a weird vibe out here. It's almost a train a half training camp vibe, right? Like a, well, because it's I think it's just the uncertainty. Yeah, you know, because you got the quarterback battle. You know that this team has talent. They're not far removed from a Super Bowl. It seems like the pieces are there and it's it's uncertainty and I guess anxiousness maybe yeah let's go ahead and talk about the draft uh Ryan obviously that'll be our focus for the rest of the week uh we shot well yeah well you too I mean you you know you know a lot about this draft you were part of our 5280 sports network staff wide mock draft made some good picks by the way um somebody needs to make you a BPA BPA (laughs) at a PO at a POI PON PO Player. BPA at a PON. Position right. of... Need. Need. There you go. Oh, BPA, okay, all right, all right. BPA at a PON. That's the way to approach <laughs> the draft. Like, it doesn't have to be VPON, right? We talk all the time about the Broncos having to take a tackle. Uh-huh. And I think they will take a tackle in the first round. I'm going to finish my 5280SN, my last mock draft, in a little bit. I probably will mock a tackle to them. What would be your Vegas odds about a tackle? Mm, my Vegas odds? Like if like my like what would you one or yeah yeah what would you say yeah I'm gonna take that bet can I put a percentage on it oh all right, all right let's do a percentage yeah because I'm terrible with odds and math um uh, 63.2576 percent okay more than 50 more than 50 more than 50 I all right I'll, I'll agree with that that's a good yeah that's more good, uh, more than a 50 percent chance they take a tackle but that is dependent on a couple of things. How does the first round play out tomorrow night? Is Reuben Foster available, which I think he might be. Like, the way this is shaping out right now, the Broncos are, cause, especially because Hassan Reddick is rising the way he is right now, um, as the Dove Valley lawnmower comes by, uh, <laughs> as, the way Hassan Reddick is rising, he's going to be a top 12 pick. Okay. Um, that's going to make... That partly is because of the way Reuben Foster is falling. Um, if Foster, there, there's a scenario, Ryan, where the Broncos have a choice between all three of this draft's top tackles, plus Forrest Lamp, plus Reuben Foster, plus David Njoku, plus Christian McCaffrey. No, he won't plus, be there. Oh, all right. Uh, plus uh, John Ross. So we did this yesterday. We did this exercise yesterday where it's six names. Let's do it again. And I'm going to make you pick. All right. Okay? You're John Elway. On the board when the Denver Broncos select a 20 is Garrett Bowles, 
Ryan Ramschek, Cam Robinson, John Ross, Ruben Foster, and David Njoku. Okay? All those names. <sighs> so you've got I don't think ex- Njoku was on the list yesterday. He wasn't, no. That's what's going to throw me off. So you got the big, you got the big uh, F tight end, as John Elway explained on Monday. The F tight end split out What's wide. What's that stand for? Oh, oh, big freaking tight end. No, it's uh, the Y is on the inline tight end. The got F it. guys are all out wide. So he's like a Julius Thomas type, right? He's a okay, yeah, he's yeah. a he's yeah. that kind of a tight end. Um, or you've got your choice of any of the best offensive linemen in this class. <laughs> it wouldn't shock like. <laughs> Last year, what threw the whole board off was offensive linemen. Because, uh-huh. like, the Bears grabbed an offensive lineman in the top ten. Nobody expected them to do that. Uh, it, it, they're going to be surprises tomorrow night, and everything that we say about this draft is going to be proven wrong. But with those six on the board, who you got? Mm, I'm going to go with those six. I'm going to go in Joku. Because I think, especially with Trevor and Paxton, you need this security blanket. And I think this team is really lacking middle-of-the-field presence to get DT and Emmanuel open on the outside. And, uh, you know, that was there when Wes Welker was here. That was there when Julius Thomas was here. Uh, But I haven't seen it since those guys left. You know, I don't think Benny Fowler is, you know, getting a lot of attention from the safeties. Um, So I want to see... I want to see playmakers... And I know that tackle is a need, and I've said I said it yesterday. I just don't think anyone right now. Now, if they were at twenty eight, and Cam Robinson and Ramster, they traded back, yeah, and and uh, Bowles was there, mm-hmm. I'd go fine. Twenty eight, that's that's more second round almost. Just get your tackle, but twenty is just this weird kind of you know limbo where you, you're you're going from the super talented elite players to guys where you're kind of maybe on the or on the fence about whether they're second or first round guys. So that's when I go just in Joku. I think that's an immediate help. Uh, I think that's going to add an immediate uh, you know uh, um, a player that people are going to have to gain. Even with for. Ruben Foster on the board. I'm warming up to Ruben Foster. and I'm Warming been, up to him. Uh, so again I, I and it's, it's just me on a personal level when I see how ferocious he was on defense and how he's a just a missile. He will just launch himself into players. When he decides he's going to tackle someone, he tackles them. But the thing is, is that that's a lot of wear on the shoulder. And I'm, and that's just, I, I, that would, you know, every time he would hit someone, I'd be like, oh, please don't, please, I hope your shoulder's okay. Well, you know? And, and again, that may be just me freaking out about it and overthinking it, but that's why I'm going to GM. I'm excited to find out where he goes. Uh, Look, if I'm John Elway, here's what I'm doing. I'm trading back. All right. I'm trading back to 28, 20, uh, 24 to 28, All right, so somewhere who, in that range. Who do those teams think would trade up, and who would they be going for? you got to see how the board falls. Okay. But if Foster falls, and you're willing to pass on him, because you think you definitely need offensive line help in the first round, you can trade with somebody who wants to go up and get Foster or okay. John Ross or any of those guys in that in that kind of fifteen. Like if a ten, an eight through fifteen guy falls, you can go grab him. Okay. Um. But you know we'll we'll see how the board falls. I think John Elway. 
I've talked to people around the league, and the, and the thing I'm told about Denver over and over again is that nobody's quite sure where their head's at. The, the thought is that they want to take a tackle. Teams are mocking them to take tackles. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows which one. Ryan Ramchick seems to be getting a lot of play in the last couple of days. Of all three of those tackles, Ramchick would be the one I'd be least excited about mm-hmm. because he's not only not a great player, he's a good player, not a great player, but he also has a pretty bad hip injury. Um, so you get the injury concerns of a guy like Robinson with you know a crappier player which is, I, I don't think, an ideal situation for Denver. But uh, I, I, I think Denver's in a really interesting situation where they can do just about anything except trade up for Christian McCaffrey. That's the one thing that... I think it's a that, mistake, too. Well, it's not just a mistake. The cost, dude, is right, so it's too prohibitive. Much. It's too much. Because you assume you have to get past eight. You have to potentially get ahead of that. Like, now I'm hearing people tell me about teams that may that are trying to get in front of Carolina to go get him because they know Carolina's going to take him. Mm-hmm. So you have teams potentially trying to get to six or seven to go get him, which is shocking. And the six is for sale right now. Like, it wouldn't shock me if the board shook out where you had like three picks in the top ten get traded. Five, six, maybe ten okay. uh, all get traded. 12 is probably going to get traded. Um, it's it's such a fluid situation right now where it's tough to say. But if I had to, to guess what the Broncos were going to do, I'd say that the Denver Broncos are probably going to take a tackle at 20. It's probably going to be Cam Robinson. Okay. Um, not, not that I think... That's that's my prediction. That that's 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 what I think my final prediction is going to be. And your strongest feeling. Yeah. Um, they like. I, I don't know how their visit with Robinson went. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't asked enough people to get a clear picture of that. Um, I do know that for me, Robinson's the best tackle on the board, and that's kind of what I'm sticking to. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with that. And uh, the more I thought about it, I agree with you on Garrett Bowles being way too old. Um, and the one stat that um, really changed my perception of that is that in four years, Cam Robinson will be as old as Garrett Bowles is now. And when you look at, you know... And Robinson's the, already a three-year starter right, in Alabama. Right, And And the, the thing that everyone is now realizing is that college is not only kind of a a hindrance to quarterbacks Mm -hmm. it's also hindering linemen because they are playing spread it's you know snap the ball get the ball out um and they don't have to you know no technique on how to handle a von miller swim move which you're never going to do no but uh, you know it's going to take more than a year so if you get bowls at 25 and then what he takes two years to get to his peak he's 27 28 so you have a peak. and by the time and you have him for five years, right? So you're so you're not going to re up him at thirty, right? And like you're you're just not you're going to re up his option if even if he's a great player. Like how much money is he realistically going to make on that second contract at the age of thirty? Right. It's, it's, and and the other thing that about Bowles that uh, I've seen Broncos fans really um, uh, holding on to is this notion that he's the offensive Derek Wolf. I've heard that. Uh, that, I've heard that phrase a few times. And look, I think Ronald Leary could be a offensive, you know, Derek Wolf. Ronald Leary's a very mean guy. Menelik Watson, he's kind of a scary guy. It's not just going to be Garrett Bowles. Uh he yeah, he's a mean guy. He's 
comes from the same type of background as Derek Wolf, but that's not a reason to just draft him. Is because he reminds you of someone on the defensive end or on the defensive side that you like. And so, yeah, I think Cam Robinson is the only tackle that you take at that spot. Uh, if you trade back, then those three open up. I, I understand that. But it's uh, like you said, it's going to be really interesting. And my gut says that players like John Ross and Christian McCaffrey and all the playmakers kind of go early. Uh, I think teams, you know, get a little in love with the speed. I mean, look mm-hmm. at Tavon Austin went, what, 11, you know, his year. So I think John Ross is every bit of Tavon Austin. So, like you said, we're just going to have to see what uh, – all right, so how many picks do you need to see before you realize where the direction the draft is going to go? You see Give just the, me past the top six. Ten, past six, and you go, okay, this is – Yeah. If, if Fournette – three is critical – one and two, one's going to be Miles Garrett, right. as it should be. Two is interesting because San Francisco could go quarterback, or they could trade out of the pick and give it to somebody who wants to draft. San Francisco's wild card. San Francisco's up in the air. I think John Lynch might have something up his sleeve there. I texted John Lynch uh, the other day. Have not heard back. Uh, shocker. Uh, but the uh, yeah the the I would be. Stunned if after six anything super unexpected at that point happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because at, at six is the Jets pick. Right. And by that point, we're probably going to know it's going to happen at 12. Because mm-hmm. the, the word on the street is that the Titans are trying to move out of five, the Browns are trying to move out of 12 and try and potentially get up to six mm-hmm. so that they can go get Mitch Trubisky. Problem is the Jets have interest in Trubisky as well. I don't know that he's their top guy, but he, they want, to, they like him a lot as an option at six. Okay, which would that'd be such a Jets move? To right. The How ninth, many quarterbacks do they need to draft? The ninth twenty-two year old quarterback that you have. You got Bryce Petty. You got Christian Hackenberg. Hackenberg, who is in hiding. I like Christian Hackenberg. And yeah, I thought he could have been a good pro. No. And Bill O'Brien, Jim Franklin broke his brain. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's uh, how that works. Oh, oh, it's, is that the excuse for Brock too? No, no. Jim James Franklin broke broke uh, Hackenberg's okay. brain. Bill O'Brien's just just an ass. Um, <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's get out of here. Yeah. we've got sleep to get. We've got work to do. Yep. We've got videos to put together. By the way, during we've the, got you've got. <laughs> By the way, during the draft, not even during the draft, starting at what about three o'clock probably. Mm-hmm. For about every... How many did we shoot? We shot... 13. 13 total? Well, that was how many video clips I imported. I don't know if it's 13 total. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, defensive line, Mm -hmm. linebacker, corner safety, nine. Nine. Okay. So what's nine divided by 15? Let's do this math on the air. I'm trying to think about if if we do it every 15 minutes or every half hour. All right. So that would be four an hour if it's 15. Four, eight. Three, four. We'd be done by 5 p.m. Uh, so maybe we start at 4 o'clock, then okay. we do it every 15 minutes. So that gives you an hour to set up. Potential. Mm-hmm. So starting at 4 o'clock tomorrow, just a few hours before the start of the NFL draft, uh, Ryan, myself, and the 5280 Sports Network Twitter account and the YouTube channel 
are all going to be putting out these draft videos. It's literally, you want to know names, you want quick hits. It's like, hey, here's if, here's five names to yeah. think about. If you're not a big draft Nick and you're not studying months before, yeah. we're just going to give you the names that we think we're probably going to be seeing tomorrow night yeah. and what we think about them. And that'll be just a a first round, first draft or something. Yep, and they'll be posted. I don't know that we'll post them all to the website. Maybe not. Uh, I, I don't think it's website It'll be mainly content. on Twitter. Yeah, it'll be mainly. We'll do it on YouTube. We'll upload them there. But the first place they're going is Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, like probably what I think we'll do, Ryan, is I well, this is probably an off mic conversation, should be, <laughs> but I think we'll probably upload them to you. Uh, you focus on uploading them to Facebook. I'll get them up on Twitter, cool. and we'll do it that way. Um, so we'll get those videos uploaded onto uh, Twitter on my account certainly, and then probably retweeted from the Fifty Two Eighty Sports Network account is probably what we'll do. So okay. follow me on Twitter at JT Marsing to see me ramble about each of those draft picks, each of those position groups in the draft. Give you some some thoughts on guys I'm looking for, the, the names at different positions. Obviously, deep draft in a few spots. I'm most excited though. Clearly, you can hear it in my voice. My excitement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm most excited to just see how this thing plays out, how this draft falls. So, it's fun. It's about as reality TV as football gets. And the best part, Ryan, and the reason that I love the draft in the first place, and Von Miller mentioned this today. It's the tears. It's, it's the tears. It's, and I think this is ultimately the reason that people love sports. It's seeing dreams come true. Right. In a very real Hard way. work paying off. Yes. And I, I get that. 32 kids tomorrow night are going to have the opportunity of their lives mm-hmm. to be to hear their name called by Roger Goodell yeah. in the first round of the NFL draft, and that is a special moment for all those guys. And it's a special moment for guys throughout the weekend who are going to be picked uh, in this NFL draft. Ryan and I will cover it all from uh, here at the UC Health Training Center. Maybe some special appearances from... Uh, I know Nate's not going to be here, and Sean won't be there. So, no, no special appearances probably tomorrow night. Unless someone, like, walks in the background of our show. Or unless, like, Vic wants to do one. Vic will get bored. He'll probably want to do one. Yeah, Vic (laughs) will be doing nothing. So, we'll we'll have all sorts of coverage from uh, the NFL, from uh, the the team, from in the team room, from mostly probably from outside of the UC Health Training Center. Uh, But we'll be here, and we'll be here to bring it all to you tomorrow night when the draft breaks down. Veteran minicamp Ryan Green is over. It's two days. It's two days. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's veteran minicamp. Then it's rookie minicamp. Then it's rookie and veteran minicamp. Then it's July. Then it's training camp. Wow. Football's going to be here soon, man. Well, yeah, three months. Okay, that's pretty soon. Yeah, until training camp starts at the end of July. Last day of July, usually. That's not bad. Yeah. I can make it through. I can make it through. I, I should think. probably stop. Okay. Yeah, I know stop. Just yeah, I want to stop talking? Yeah. All right. He's Jake Marsing. All right. Hang on. Let me do this <laughs> thing. Okay. All right. Thing. All right. Uh, follow us on all our places. Uh, Twitter, Snapface, Insta, Chat, all those places. Uh, for everybody at 520 Sports Network, we got to get our rest before tomorrow, Ryan Green. Uh, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsing. This is the Broncos Blitz on 520 Sports Network.